You're listening to Comedy Central. Here in the United States, COVID-19 has finally struck its least surprising victim yet. The coronavirus has again hit President Trump's inner circle. This time, it's his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who was admitted yesterday to Georgetown University Medical Center in Washington. Rudy Giuliani appeared on television Sunday morning, claiming President Trump's fight to overturn the election results was making progress. Just hours later, the president revealed that Giuliani tested positive for COVID-19. He spoke in Arizona, Georgia, and Michigan, often without covering his face. I don't want you to do this if you feel uncomfortable, but would you be comfortable taking your mask off so that people could hear you more clearly? Can, can you hear me now? Man, that woman did not want to take off her mask. Did you see her? She was like, motherfucker, I can see the corona on you. Get out of here with that shit. So yes, Rudy Giuliani has tested positive for the coronavirus, although he is suing to have that result overturned. But for now, it doesn't look good. And the truth is, that Rudy has only got himself to blame for this. I mean, this dude was going all over the country, refusing to wear a mask. What do you expect? If I go around licking car windshields, I can't be shocked if I get bird flu. Or if I go around drinking at bars until 3 a.m., I can't be surprised when I go home with your mama. And as much as you might have some schadenfreude about this thing, Rudy Giuliani testing positive for COVID-19 is a terrifying new development. Because you realize up until now, we didn't even think that dead guys could get corona. But look, we all wish Rudy Giuliani a speedy recovery. I want him to get back to the days when his hair was melting off of his head. Nobody wants to make jokes about Rudy having a deadly disease. What we want is to make jokes about how Rudy farted on camera at an election hearing, like full-on trumpet blast. This happened in Michigan on Wednesday, and I'm pretty sure that you will hear it but you will definitely know it the moment when it happens by watching the face of the woman sitting next to him. I'm just hoping to get an answer to the other questions about Mr. Barr and others who have disproven a lot of I gave you the answer. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Well, you probably know the truth. I'm worried about they're not wanting to know the truth. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh man, the look, the look that she gave him. You know that look she gave him like, I knew I should have worn a face mask around you, you smelly bitch. And it was so loud. It sounded like his butt was demanding a recount of his lunch. Although to be fair, that fart is no worse than any of the other legal arguments Trump's campaign has made so far. In fact, it's entirely possible that that fart was part of Rudy's legal strategy. You know, everyone in the room is gonna be like, oh oh God, all right, fine, yeah, yeah, just, (laughs) Trump is president forever, just don't do that again, please. Trump is president forever. And before you say, no, Trevor, it's never good to fart during a dramatic hearing, let me remind you that it works in all the best courtroom dramas. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Cinematic genius. The United States Senate. It's the home of the two least intimidating street gangs. And right now, the future of the Senate is on the line in Georgia, where Republican incumbents Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue are both facing tough Democratic challenges in runoff elections. So, 
To give Lofla and Purdue a boost, the GOP is pulling out its biggest gun, Donald Jango Fett Trump. All eyes on Georgia, those two critical Senate runoffs heating up, the control of the Senate at stake. President Trump hosted an outdoor rally in Georgia in support of the two Republican senators locked in a special election battle. The rally in Valdosta, Georgia, was the first one since the November election. And it was very important as Republicans try to keep the Senate in their control. At the urging of Kelly and David, my administration took historic action to protect growers of Georgia blueberries, peppers, squash, and cucumbers. Who, who does cucumbers around here? Because I like cucumbers. Can you, I'm the only one. I like cucumbers. <laughs> Yo, guys, Trump doesn't care anymore. I mean, like, he even cares less, but he doesn't care. He'll just say whatever pops into his mind now. Who likes cucumbers? Who likes cucumbers? I'm the only one. They've got that green skin, but it's bumpy. It's so green, so bumpy, like it's got warts. I had a wart once, but it got removed. I wanted to put it in a little jar, but they wouldn't let me. It would have been my best friend. And look, of course Trump loves cucumbers. It's no surprise. I mean, yeah, he prefers them pickled and surrounded by a Big Mac, but still, that's a cucumber. So look, clearly Donald Trump is only gonna be of limited help, but the GOP senators haven't been able to help themselves much either. You see, both of them are in hot water over big stock trades that they made during the coronavirus pandemic. And at two debates yesterday, neither of them handled the issue well. First of all, Senator Perdue simply skipped his debate, leaving his opponent, John Ossoff, to debate an empty lectern, which actually put extra pressure on Ossoff because imagine if you lost to a lectern, like the voters are just like, oh, I don't know. I guess I like the strong silent type. And while Lofla did show up at her debate, after this exchange, oh, she might wish that she hadn't. Senator. Should members of Congress be barred from trading stocks? Look, what's at stake here in this election is the American dream. That's what's under attack. When they attack me for a lie, a left-wing media lie conspired with the Democrats by, this is an attack on every single Georgian who gets up every day to work hard to provide a better life for their family who wants to live the American dream. Wow, Robot and Coulter nailed that. Because if you're trying to dodge a question, you just pivot to the American dream. She's gotta be a role model for all the kids in Georgia. Billy, did you flush a cherry bomb down the toilet? Look, Mr. Johnson, what's at stake here is the American dream. That's what we gotta be talking about. You're right, Billy, you're right. And you gotta love how shady rich people always try to act like attacking them is attacking everybody. If you take away my helicopter parking spot, you're taking helicopter parking spots away from every American in this country. Now, let's be clear. Even though Georgia went narrowly for Joe Biden this year, it is still a very red state. And the Republican candidates do have an advantage. But ironically, Trump might be hurting their chances more than he helps. For Republicans looking at Georgia, there are questions now about whether the president's baseless claims of a stolen election could actually depress turnout for those really important runoffs. When the president was down here in Valdosta uh, in a crowd that attracted thousands of people, he told them conflicting messages. He said the, the election was rigged. Hey, but go out and vote January 5th. 
for these two senators. So what message does that does that leave these, these loyal supporters of his with? It leaves many of them confused. This is exactly the kind of thing that Republicans are concerned about. They are worried that the president's message on election fraud could essentially backfire for Republicans if he convinces voters that it's not worth their time to go out and cast their ballot on January 5th because the fix is in. That's right. Because they indulged Donald Trump's bullshit claims of fraud, Republicans might have suppressed their vote so much that they could lose their Senate majority. In fact, you might say that Trump has put Republicans in quite the pickle. I like cucumbers. My man. The United Kingdom, America's estranged dad. Today, the UK began giving its people the vaccine. Yeah, officially, starting with a 90-year-old woman, which is great for her. Although on the other hand, she's the only person in the whole country who's now safe to go out. So she's just gonna be out hitting the club like, woo, where are all my party girls at? Seriously, where is everybody? Meanwhile, in the United States, it might take a little longer for everyone to get vaccinated because somebody, and I'm not saying which president, well, he done f***ed up. With cases of COVID surging across the country, we're learning millions of Americans may now have to wait months longer to receive a vaccine because the U.S. opted to get fewer doses from Pfizer than it could have. The U.S. bought enough to vaccinate 50 million Americans. By contrast, the European Union bought enough for 100 million people with an option to buy more. Now, ABC News confirms the New York Times report that over the summer, Pfizer offered to sell the U.S. government additional doses, but the Trump administration turned them down. Now, Pfizer says it might not be able to get the U.S. more doses until June of 2021. Woo! That's the art of the deal right there, baby. Pfizer thought that they could pull a fast one on Trump by offering to sell him life-saving vaccines, but my man Trump was like, no deal. So now, Europe is stuck with all those vaccines, and that means more corona for everyone here in America, baby. Wait, seriously, though, this may seem like it was a dumb decision by Trump. But if you take a moment to think about it, you'll realize that it was a really fucking dumb decision by Trump. And let's be very clear about something. Even with the vaccine, social distancing and wearing masks is still extremely important. And that's why people need to keep following public health guidelines. And I know, I know a lot of Americans are like, all these rules are government oppression. They're taking away our freedom. It is my right to go to Walmart without a mask and to legally marry my gun. My gun's name is Mark. That's right, my gun and I are gay. Did I challenge your stereotypes? But I gotta tell you this. If Americans think that the rules in this country are too strict, Americans need to see how social distancing is being enforced in some other countries around the globe. For example, if you're upset because, oh, people give you dirty looks when you go outside without a mask, imagine if instead of that, the police pulled up in their cars and then roasted you over the PA system because that's what's going on in South Africa, where videos like this one are going viral. Yeah, that's right. In South Africa, the police and the military are being tasked with enforcing the lockdown, which is basically a recipe for disaster. Oh, and in case you're wondering, yes, the South African version of Law & Order is a very different show in the criminal justice system. 
the people are represented by two separate yet equal important groups. The police, who roast your ass hard, and the district attorneys who stand behind them going, damn son, he got you good. These are their stories. Here's an interesting fact. That cop is also South Africa's top hostage negotiator. Hey, hey, why are you kidnapping that guy? Let him go. What would your mother say about you, eh? Look at you with that funny haircut. Look like you f***ed a lawnmower, eh? Then you lost, eh? Let's go home. But as harsh as South Africa's masked justice might seem, what they do in Rwanda can be even worse. Rwandans breaking curfew or not wearing masks are being sent to stadiums for hours-long overnight lectures about the dangers of the virus. I was in the shop I work in. My mask was on my chin. Then the police found me in my shop and said, you're not wearing your mask right. Then I got in the car and they told me they were taking me to a place to teach me to wear a mask. Man, that is intense. Rwandans are being forced to attend night school if they broke some COVID rules. Imagine that, if you don't like watching Dr. Fauci come on TV and ask you to wear a mask for 30 seconds, if you lived in Rwanda, you'd be forced to listen to Dr. Fauci all night in a cold stadium. The only way that could be more boring is if there was also a baseball game going on at the same time. Although, one benefit of teaching about COVID rules in a sports stadium is that you can use the KISS cam to test how much everyone has learned. Joseph. You and Keza are on the kiss cam. Why don't you kiss? No, you shouldn't have kissed. It was a trap. You must come back tomorrow night, huh? By the way, I love how that guy pulled down his mask to show how he broke the rules by pulling down his mask. It's a good thing he wasn't arrested for public indecency. I was arrested for exposing myself like this. And everyone was so upset, just like everyone is right now. And finally, to any American who's upset because they can't go to the gym to work out during COVID, imagine if instead of that, you were forced to work out in front of all your neighbors. Like many countries battling the coronavirus pandemic, India is in lockdown. The police here have resorted to physical punishments for those who breach it. At one point, police are seen ordering locals to do squats. Some were made to do press-ups at the side of the street. Pune police on April 21st asked the lockdown violators to do sit-ups as punishment. God damn, guys. That is humiliating and unnecessary. I mean, what happened to just shouting at people to wear a mask? Forced exercise is so extreme. And let me tell you something now. I would rather staple a mask onto my face than have to exercise in public. That's like all your grade school nightmares coming back to life. You couldn't be bothered to wear a mask and now all your friends know you can't do five push-ups. On the other hand, it's a good alternative for people who can't afford a gym membership. Just pull your mask down and the next thing you know, you got a personal trainer. In fact, if they keep this up, people from all over the world are gonna be flying to India just to take advantage of this policy. Oh my God, Deborah, you look amazing. What are you doing? Let's just say I ignored a few rules in India. What? What, what does that even mean? Donald J. Trump, president of the United States and man who's in a bar fight with reality. Ever since he lost the election, his people have been going through every court in the country trying to find a judge who will help him unlose the election. But yesterday, he might have hit a dead end. The Supreme Court has now shot down an effort by President Trump's allies in Pennsylvania in that overall effort to try to overturn the election. Terry, the US Supreme Court seemed to send a very strong signal late today with uh, very few words. 
They sure did. This was brutal, David, no question about it. It took the Supreme Court just 34 minutes between the time that President Trump's allies in Pennsylvania filed their brief in this case and a one-sentence order from the Supreme Court rejecting that entire case. Uh, no reasoning, just no, get out of here. And there were no recorded dissents by any of the justices, including Amy Coney Barrett and Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, all of whom were appointed by President Trump. It came in a single sentence and we quote the application for injunctive relief presented to justice alito and by him referred to the court is denied Oof, man trump is taking l's people not only did they shut this case down but they shut it down in just 34 minutes they didn't even pretend that they were going to consider it this is like asking somebody out and they just shut you down immediately hey would you like to no go out with me and Trump must be especially butthurt that the justices he appointed didn't do anything about this. Because in his mind, he thinks that they owe him big time. He's probably like, what the hell, Brett? I stuck with you and everyone said you were a creepy drunk, but now you won't let me be president just because I didn't get enough votes. All of a sudden, now you know the meaning of the word no, Brett, huh? I hate all of you, Neil, Brett, and you hurt me most of all, Amy Coney Island. But here's the truth, man. You can't blame the Supreme Court for not wanting to get involved in Trump's case. Because we all have that one friend that when you see them crying, you think, you know what, I'm just gonna keep walking because if I try help, it's gonna become a whole thing. So this looks like it could be the end for Trump's legal efforts because he can't appeal a higher court than the Supreme Court. I mean, maybe he'll try appeal to God, who knows? Look, I know I'm only asking for your help when I'm walking down a ramp, but this one's important, big guy. And can we just take a moment to reflect on how hard this past month has been for Trump's people? Because it's not easy to overturn a democracy. It's actually taking a physical toll on them. I mean, Trump's hair went gray overnight, his legal team is riddled with corona, and now one of Trump's top supporters, Congressman Louis Gohmert, is literally falling apart. It was an embarrassing moment for Texas Republican Louis Gohmert. I have uh, consulted, been with uh, our Afghan allies many times since 2000, 2001. His tooth fell out since in the middle of a press conference on Capitol Hill. The congressman didn't miss a beat. He quickly caught it with his tongue, tucked it away in his cheek, and kept speaking. Gomert tweeted later, accusing reporters of being more interested in a temporary crown coming loose than they were in covering claims of election fraud by the president. That is the most disgusting thing I have ever seen in 2020. And remember, I've seen everything. I mean, I saw Rudy's hair melt. I saw a human woman marry an inside-out ferret. But as disgusting as it is, it's still pretty funny, man. I mean, Trump's fraud cases are getting knocked out of their court so hard that other people are losing their teeth. And it's not like Louie over here can give that tooth to the tooth fairy, because she's gonna be like, nah-uh, I didn't sign up for this shit. I buy teeth from kids, not middle-aged cabbage patch dolls. And I love how he tried to move on, like nothing happened. Did you see that, huh? Try to move on like a tooth in, my, my, my man, my man. I don't care what side of history you're on. If your tooth falls out mid-speech, your argument is over. I know it's not fair, but that's the way it is. If that happened to FDR, even he would have been like, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Oh, oh shit, my tooth. Forget it, congrats, Japan, you've won. Do you guys remember the um, 
2020 presidential election. You know, it was the day when you voted for a president and a bunch of local races that you had to Google from inside the voting booth. Well, one of the stories we thought we'd never have to hear about again once the election was over just came roaring back to life. Hunter Biden, the president-elect's son, says the U.S. attorney in Delaware is investigating his tax records. Sources tell CBS News the FBI has been looking into Hunter Biden's taxes since 2018. Under Justice Department policy, law enforcement didn't actively pursue the case during the weeks before the presidential election to avoid politicizing the investigation. That's right, people. Apparently, Hunter Biden is under investigation for his taxes. And Donald Trump must be furious right now. Did you guys see that Hunter Biden is being investigated for tax fraud? I'm so angry. Sir, are you angry because you wanted to use it against his dad for the election? No, I'm angry because tax fraud is my thing. How's he stealing my thing? Criminals. And I'm not gonna lie, Hunter Biden announcing his own investigation, whew, that's a pretty gangster move. I mean, usually you see pictures of people covering their faces when they run into court. You know, they're trying to hide that there's an investigation, but Hunter's like a guy coming home late at night, like, oh, babe, you're gonna wanna go through my phone. Honestly, I think that in the end, this kind of scandal will be good for America because we just spent four years with scandals 24 seven. We can't just go down to zero scandals cold turkey. And Biden's family is gonna help us taper it down. Like right now, Hunter has a text thing. You know, but this is a tax scandal. Maybe next year, Joe Biden asks the Ukrainian president for something inappropriate, but it's just the answers to a crossword puzzle. Just ease us off, ease us off. Right now, we're addicted to scandals. Now, look, we don't really know what, if anything, this Hunter Biden story will lead to, but if he has done anything wrong, my advice would be to ask President Trump for a pardon before he leaves. And I know that may seem unlikely, but based on how Trump has been making it rain, Anything is possible. Clark is winding down now on this Trump presidency with growing signs he's planning what many see as a potential pardon avalanche. Axios, which often reports directly leaks out of the White House, says Trump telling an advisor he's gonna pardon, quote, every person who ever talked to me. They're saying Trump isn't just accepting pardon requests, but blindly discussing them like Christmas gifts to people who haven't even asked. One source felt awkward because the president was clearly trying to be helpful, but the advisor didn't believe they had committed any crimes. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I just love this story. Because, because the way the story is reported, it makes it sound like Trump is just whistling down the hallway like... <laughs> I pardon you, I pardon you. Morning, Steven, your pardon. Hello, break room donut, your pardon, but I'm still gonna eat you. Yum, 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 yum. Pardon donut in my belly. But yeah, that's right. Apparently, Trump is saying he's gonna pardon every person he's ever spoken to, which first of all, is too bad for Eric. And second, of course Trump is gonna give out pardons as Christmas gifts. He doesn't have to spend any money on them. But what I do love is that some of his advisors are trying to avoid getting pardons because get this, they know that a pardon would make them look bad. <laughs> and so now they're trying to explain that to Trump. Uh, Mr. President, I don't really need a pardon because like, I didn't do anything. Uh, I'm not guilty of anything. Whoa, 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 slow down. What does not guilty mean? Before we go, I wanted to remind you again to please support your local restaurants if you can. I know not everybody can afford to, but if you can, order some food in because these restaurants are struggling to stay open during the pandemic and all their employees are gonna be suffering and the restaurant won't be open for you when the pandemic is over. 
If you want to help beyond just getting the food, then please consider a donation to the James Beard Foundation's Open for Good campaign, which helps independent restaurants survive this pandemic. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.